so this blog is about from the start. So, as you all know, my name is Tanika, um, I'm the mother of Jackson. I became a mum on the 30th of August 2016. Since my son was born, he struggled to breathe properly in his sleep. While going through this, I was so scared. My first thoughts as a new mum was, shouldn't this be so much easier? This boy would snore like an old man. And I mean, it was really, really loud. I kept taking him to the hospital, to the doctors, as he would have very high temperatures, a rash, and would also choke on breast milk. When he was one year and a half old, after constantly going to the hospital and demanding them to see him, the doctors finally saw him. They told me he had grade three and four tonsils. Mind you, this was after I yelled at the doctor, telling them that this shouldn't be happening. And this was second second hospital. Um, I went to two different hospitals at the time. The doctors finally saw him. They told me he had grade three and four tonsils. The doctor then said if he continues to gasp for air in his sleep to record it. I then went home, went to sleep. I then started recording him during the night and went back to the hospital to show the doctor the videos. Doctor asked us to come back to do a sleep study. When I had taken him taken him to the sleep study, my son kept gasping for air in his sleep and the snoring was so loud. The doctor came to the room and said he could see his oxygen rate kept on dropping. They then gave us more steroids to see if it would help bring down the tonsils and he then told me if this continues to go straight to Westmead Children's Hospital. I then took him to Westmead Children's Hospital the very next day. They had put him in a ward where he then got hand foot mouth with blisters on his tonsils which mind you this time both tonsils ended up being grade 4 touching each other, the doctors called it kissing tonsils. Also with having large tonsils, hand, foot and mouth, he also ended up with a 41 degree temperature. While in there, they said they did a sleep study, which they had found out he had obstructive sleep apnea. So they tried to put him on a machine, which ended up breaking (laughs) just a little bit as he hated it. So the next day the doctor took him in for surgery and had taken out his tonsils and adenoids. After having his tonsils and adenoids taken out he went so much better sleeping through the night, eating and drinking without choking on his food He also stopped snoring and asked for air in his sleep. Also, his um, skin.
skills start to develop more. So speaking and all his natural skills that any child needs start to develop much more better. All of this went awesome. So this part is about the diabetes diagnosis. One year later in 2019 over the Easter long weekend, Jackson was very sick. He was always sleeping, kept wanting to drink, kept urinating so much. When I had to take him to a medical centre, I mentioned it to the doctor and she did a finger prick and glucose reading on him, which at the time was 27. The doctor said he needs to go to the hospital. It's a life and death situation. I was in shock as she was saying this, but at the same time, I was freaking out, blaming myself for not picking it up and worried I had done something wrong. The doctor then said, don't rush. And if you have to wait, then wait. When we arrived at the hospital, I was so scared. I was, I had to contact my mum to come support me through this at the hospital. The nurses took Jackson into the room to do some ops on him. The nurse had then paged doctors to come and help him. Jackson didn't notice anyone coming through as his he was fast asleep. He had he ended up having tubes all over him, like cannulas in both arms. And when Jackson did wake up, um, it was very briefly. He just kept on going straight to sleep. Jackson didn't even notice or paid attention when doctors put a cannula in both arms. His ketones and blood glucose levels were so high it took a while before his sugars even came down, which took a while for him to even wake up. They were worried about if his sugar's coming down fast in a child too. When the doctors checked his sugars again, he was at 28. With ketones that high, the meter just said high. They put two cannulas in his arms, one in each arm. They, these nurses then came down to my son's bed and told me, that my boy was being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, also known as T1D. I then had to learn how to care for a diabetes, learn how to put, how to count carbs whilst in hospital learning. He is a diabetic. The Penrith, <laughs> whilst we were, I was learning all of this, as it was over Easter, the Penrith Panthers footy players then came in and showed their support um, by giving all the children Easter eggs. They allowed Jackson and I to have a photo with them. 
Now, mind you, because I didn't know I was going to be staying at the hospital, I was basically in clothes that I wore to work the day before. <laughs> um, and this was all over a long weekend, so I had to learn all of this really fast overnight. I was freaking out. Whilst I was learning all this, I was crying about it. I had a nurse come up and gave me a hug also. She tried to reassure me, saying, Tanika, don't blame yourself. You had no idea and you're not a bad mum. You brought him in. If you didn't bring him in, he could have gone another way. She then told me about how she didn't realise her child was sick at one point as well. So obviously they're commenting that some parents just don't realise that their child is really sick. After I had found out he was a type 1 diabetic, I had seen another family with diabetes um, having an assistant dog. When I had learned about them, I had started doing research on them, started researching into where we could get one. When I found Smart Pups, I had started to look more into them and applied for one a few months later in May 2020. My son and I were accepted by Smart Pups to get an assistant dog. My son, um, well for my son, an assistance dog for diabetes is amazing. These dogs can smell the sugars dropping before the CGM does. Uh, CGM is a continuous glucose meter. These dogs also can save the diabetic's life by alerting someone when the sugars go really low but also they can become best friends since May 2020 my son and I have been fundraising had been fundraising to get an assistant dog the goal amount is $20,000 so my son can get his diabetes assistant dog that could save his life by alerting to his low sugars Low sugars is very dangerous. Uh, if not treated right away, this it could lead to coma. It could lead to unconsciousness. It could lead to seizures. It could lead to many other things. In 2020, my Jackson decided not to eat his breakfast right away. He threw a tantrum. He then and then his sugars dropped really low and he went unconscious and started having seizures. Now mind you, this was before he went onto an insulin pump. Uh, he was just doing um, insulin pens at the time. So I had to give his insulin before he ate breakfast and so therefore I didn't know he was going to refuse to eat his breakfast. Uh, 
all of this was really scary. I was in tears. I was freaking out. As Jackson went unconscious and started in the seizures. I went on the phone, called triple zero, and I was terrified. Once we started using CGMs and insulin pumps, it started to go okay, but he's got allergies to adhesive. So the adhesive that's connected to the CGM and insulin pump gives him rashes all over his tummy, all over his arms, his bum, everything. Um, the CGM has also left blisters, it's also ripped off skin, so every so often I give him a break from the CGM due to the fact that he leaves open sores. And him being quite small, there's not much other places to put them. When we first started fundraising, I asked my ups to create a fundraising page for us. Um, we then started fundraising through Billy Cheese Cookie Dough. We started fundraising through a bunch of different things. Our last um, point where we fundraised through was with Jolly Souls, which was amazing. Everyone wanted them. These awesome funky socks. We sold all the adult sizes really fast, faster than the kids sizes. Um, all of this was was during COVID isolation time. So during lockdown, we found it a lot harder to fundraise. Yeah, but we did it. And I'm really proud of it all. Uh, we went into the, um, the PM newsletter, um, we went into newspapers, everything. Um, we then started a page through the t-shirt mill to help sell things like t-shirts and bags and nuts. Um, went okay. <laughs> A little bit um, but we we also started selling some plants some of our succulents I divided some of our succulents into little individual pots that went great too I just ended up with so many aloe vera's <laughs> um, in November 2020 we ended up getting an amazing donation from Pop Foundation they gave us a $20,000 grant and so we only have we'll be getting an assistant dog around mid middle of 2022 but and in 2021, we were supposed to go to 
Queensland to visit them all, but due to COVID lockdowns and everything, we weren't able to. <laughs> and well, I just wanted to show my son that there's different, there's goodness in life as well, not just bad. But also, we were also going to go meet some other pups as well. So we'll be meeting them next year in March over my birthday. And yeah, I with this blog, I've also showed photos of the dif- difference between how Jackson looked from when he was first diagnosed to now and you can see how much fuller his face is now compared to what it was before you could see he's got a bit more uh, chubbiness on him as well but he also loves his GDRF teddy bear Rufus at the beginning of 2021, we then finished fundraising the $20,000 for Jackson's assistant dog. But if anyone wants to help um, foster any of these dogs, please contact Smart Pups. They're located in on the Sunshine coast in Queensland just contact them and see if you can foster them there is a lot of puppies <laughs> we've been watching them on Instagram as well as Facebook um, during all this Jackson then got his own Instagram to show their progress and adventures through from fundraising to getting his assistant dog he's pretty excited he said he wants a boy dog which he doesn't get to pick um it's based on the dogs that's available plus based on the dog's temperament so whether or not the jackson needs a energetic dog or a laid-back dog (laughs) But during all this, Jackson has been doing very well. He did fall behind in speech just a little bit, but he since lockdown, his speech has improved so much, especially since he's left the childcare centre where he was abused at. That centre wasn't supporting him very much. And yeah, Jackson is now amazing and he'll do a math additions. He's now five. He will tell you where all his organs are. He will tell, try to tell you funny jokes. A lot of them are pretty much just kid slash dad jokes. <laughs> but yeah. Um, if anyone wants to help us um, 
by subscri- subscribe to our channel. You can also help Smart Pups with by donating to them. All donations go towards all the dogs that they help train to for the um, kids with all kinds of special needs, whether it be autism, cerebral palsy, you name it, even medical assistant dogs, which includes diabetes. They also train the dogs for PTSD. So every dollar counts and Smart Pups are an amazing team that helps our vulnerable children. Thank you.